Hey, welcome back to the Better Fitness Proof Podcast. It's your host, Matt April, and I'm here with one of our amazing members, Kristen Cortez. Hello. Hi. Kristen, can you introduce yourself and um, let everyone know who you are? Sure. My name's Kristen Cortez. I'm from the Exton area. Um, I am, have been going to the gym I, coming up on three years. Uh, I believe it'll be three years in April. Um, I just transitioned careers. I was a seven-year high school uh, college counselor for a local school in Malvern. Um, and recently I uh, took a career uh, away from academia a little bit, uh, working for an ed tech company called SCORE. So I'm two weeks in and loving every minute of it. That's so cool. You were just telling me about how, how much you love it. And you were with them since almost like the creation of it, right? You said you were with them for how long? Sure, yeah. So when the software started, uh, we were one of the pilot high schools that utilized their system. Uh, so I had the privilege of working with them closely from the beginning and um, you know, watching how they've grown and the enhancements that they've made with the program. So it's really cool. Cool. So uh, I want to, first of all, let's get capture everybody by maybe sharing some of your biggest successes right now. And then we'll talk about the journey. And I know we want to talk a little more about the mental health of things. Sure. Um, so today, uh, where are we now today? Uh, how are you physically? How are you mentally? How are things going for you right now? Yeah. So uh, physically, things are going really well. Um, I think at the start of coming to the gym, um, it was a little bit less a... Uh, wanting some sort of physical journey. It was more of um, getting involved with the community, um, getting involved with something that would hold me accountable. I was never very successful in working out on my own. Um, I always loved, you know, a little sidestep. Uh, my wife and I have a dance studio locally, and we do host some adult classes, so I knew how much I enjoyed getting involved with those classes. And um, so I knew community was big with uh, physical fitness for me. Um, What's the name of that studio? Desert Catania Dance Center. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Plug there. <laughs> Got it. It's in there, Des. We're in there. We'll make sure we plug it in there with the, uh, the notes too. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Very but community good. is super important. Yes. Um, and uh, in what was evident um, in coming here for my first couple sessions was far beyond what I had anticipated in, in that sense of community. It was definitely um, a similar feel, I think, to what Desiree and I try to do with the studio, this uh, family feel, this personal touch that um, not only the ownership, but coaches um, showed as well. So I felt like right off the bat, I was in good hands. I felt like I could challenge myself, push myself, and things that I never thought I could do strength-wise. Um, I want to kick my younger self in the butt a little bit. I was always an athlete in high school, and I can't imagine where my performance could have been if I had been introduced to strength training at that time. Um, what were you doing at that time? I, pl I played softball. So okay. I played uh, for travel and for my high school team. Where did you go to high school? Bishop Shanahan. Ah, okay. Yeah. Played softball, Bishop Shanahan. Yeah. Okay. 2002. Oh. Just aged myself. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Someone out there might know. <laughs> so you, but you didn't have strength training? You didn't do strength training at that time? No. What did you do for workouts? I think, um, 
I don't know if it was a female sport thing. I don't know if it was just softball. I, I felt like I always saw like the, the, the boys baseball teams doing strength training. I always saw the, uh, soccer, uh, the boys soccer teams doing strength training. I can't speak for all the female sports, but I know for softball, you know, we did conditioning out in the field and things like that. But as far as utilizing weight room, I, I think that was more, um, what I would have anticipated for uh, college ball if I played. So, yeah, I didn't. I mean, when you drop the foul ball, you drop and gave twenty. I mean, that was about the strength training. <laughs> drop and we, give me twenty. Yeah. Oh my gosh, drop run a, a couple foul laps. Ball. Oh my goodness. Well, so bring me through now to like college. Let's, let's keep going this journey. But wait, talk about high school. Where'd you go to college, and what what was your major? Sure. So I went to Penn State, uh, main campus. I majored in psychology, so I loved all of my sociology, psychology courses, graduated, had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I, at the time, had worked a couple summer camps as a camp counselor, so I knew that was, working with kids was a good fit, Um, and I ended up working for a local fitness uh, company and did some of the youth program. Uh, I was directed youth programs at one point, worked their camps, uh, did a little bit with the education services that they provided. Um, and that seemed to be a really good fit for that time period. It allowed me to do a couple different things with different age groups. And uh, when I moved on from there, um, it kind of solidified for me that going back uh, for my master's in counseling was a good fit um, because I felt that perhaps school counseling would be the best of both worlds. I could get involved with students and do fun activities, be a coach, be a moderator for different things, but also do the counseling piece, which I really enjoyed as well. Um, so I went to Immaculata for my master's, and shortly after that, graduating from there, I um, ended up at Villa Maria Academy. High school, yes. And so you are. Uh, what's your like? What What is your uh, credential title? Sure. So I am a, a a master's level counselor, school certified K through twelve. I'm also incredibly close to obtaining my license, my LPC, to be a licensed practicing counselor. So what that would entail is I I could I could host uh, therapy sessions. Uh, whether it be through my own place or agency, if once I re- uh, received that certification. So mental health is a big thing for you. Like you, yes. you not only um, value it, but also work in it, and have worked in it for years. Yeah, and helped a lot of people with mental health. Mm-hmm. And I know that that was something we wanted to talk about today. So for you and your own journey, like we know that what brought you here to BOB was not only the connection of your beautiful wife, but also the community aspect and having that accountability and having the as like the. Um, community and the people and everything that comes with with that, right? The energy sure. comes with it. But for you, take me back to a time where mental health for you was became a priority for your own health. Sure. Um, I, I mean, I've had, I've I've known for a long time. Um, I'd say probably where I became self aware of it was. Um, probably during undergrad, uh, at Penn State, I, you know, went through different sessions of, um, what was later diagnosed depression, um, with some 
some pretty classic signs. Um, and I, I think as a, as a therapist once described me, they said that I'm, I'm a grinder. <laughs> I, a I keep grinder. I just keep pushing, you know, and, okay. um, I, I push through, I push through, I push through and probably at least on two occasions in my adult life, I, I hit that wall, uh, where you can't push anymore. And it was probably like the lower point of like a depressive episode. Um, my most recent time of that happening was uh, about a year ago. Oh no, year and a half ago. Now. Take me through the first time. I want to hear about the, the first, first time. time. The yeah. first time was when I was in school, and there was a, a touch point in which uh, my my parents came up to campus. I remember, and we we had some lengthy talks about potentially taking a semester off um, and wow. maybe coming home, uh, maybe taking some courses at like the branch campus, but staying at home for a little bit. Um, and then, you know, continuing from there again, I think that push or drive, you know, I just kept pushing and saying, no, I can do this. I can do this. And, um, you know, with support of friends and actually getting involved at, on a campus gym at one point, um, kind of worked my way through and out of that slump, uh, and, and pushed through and I learned a lot. Um, I, I don't know if, the if it was really the academic fit for me um size wise and things like that but i pushed through and i succeeded and got my degree um but i think that was the first time my parents also were pretty were made aware that what were the signs like what were the things you were going through that time that make you have that realization uh withdrawn um withdrawn from friends uh massive moodiness um, in what way? Lack, uh, just you know, little, the littlest things could set me off. Um, lack of motivation, um, not, you know, really, really struggling to get to class, getting up for class. Um, appetite was definitely, yeah, I, I, I have a hard time eating when I'm at that low and at that point. Um, so I think after some friends noticed those signs and I had a, a really good friend that I had also grown up with and actually since grade school who um, was made privy of some of the symptoms and signs I was showing that she actually called my parents. Wow, okay. And that's how like my parents so got looped in, the friend. The friend did. was one who yeah. brought the parents on. I wasn't okay. ready to reach out to, for help. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw the campus there like counselor at one point, maybe twice at the time she, um, she after two sessions she suggested uh medication i met with a psychiatrist for 20 minutes who wanted to write me a script at that time i wasn't ready to like consider i was stubborn (laughs) (laughs) a grinder i was i was a grinder (laughs) grinder. (laughs) i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine yeah so then what happened so then obviously you you got through and you made it through what with with the help of what the friend and your parents and yeah yeah um the fitness finding the gym finding the gym was definitely a help but you know that was short-lived I think it helped for the the, that little chunk of getting me through but it was independent workout and Mm -hmm. as I previously stated I'm I need to be held accountable (laughs) (laughs) I need that that community a little bit to um continue it and be consistent so but for that period of time it it definitely got me going and 
Um, yeah, as recent as today, I, I think I just saw New York Times posted an article finding that, um, you know, uh, even a little, like 15 minutes of some sort of workout or exercise, it, it serves as armor for um, depression diagnosis. Like it, it could help a great deal. Um, so. Absolutely. It just happened to be that today. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> <laughs> it just so happened to be that today I happened to make a post on our social media account that just said that exercise can be your answer to whatever mental, like emotional ailments oh, you may have it. right now. I and that was by no that. connection whatsoever. It That's just happened right. to be that that was the day that I was like, I'm feeling it. And I just made that post. I'll send you the New York Times article. Yes. So an you should. Read. That'd be great. So now take me to, okay, so we, we got through, uh, we got through undergrad. We, we made it through that, that lull and that hump, uh, I guess that bump, speed bump, right? Mm-hmm. We call it. And then when was that you started talking about the second time? Um, so about a year and a half ago. Um, you know, we had some, some personal circumstances at, um, on the home front uh, that, you know, I don't, I'm not going to go into too much detail about, but it had to do with, you know, a relative that we were trying to help out. And um, I think over a course of going through that circumstance, never really processing how that kind of came to an end, um, things ramping up uh, in, my, in my career, in my job at the time, things just started to come to a head. Um, again, I was doing that whole grind of just push through, push through, push through. Um, Timeline-wise, was this during the pandemic? I no, mean, during like the so close down? What was this? I would say the breaking point of it was the fall before the pandemic. So the pandemic started, you know, officially, oh, wow. I guess we went into lockdown in March. Yeah. I would say this hit ahead probably for me around October, November. Um, I, my, my work performance suffered from it. Um, you know, it was, it was evident at work that I was having a hard time being present. I, was really struggling at home, um, just the same, same type of symptoms, having a hard time getting out of bed in the morning, um, little to no motivation. Um, I, I don't really hear people often talk, everyone talks about the symptoms in terms of those pieces, but I love my alone time. I love centering myself, um, quiet, and there's nothing worse than when your brain is your own enemy and you can't even go to that comfort place because it's it you know part of depression is your brain convincing you all the things that you that you're not your worst in, your worst insecurities those types of things are going through your brain 24 7 what and kinds of things com- are going through your brain you're not good enough you're a failure you're this you're that um you're not you're not good with what you do you don't you know and you you're when you're when you're healthy you you know those things not to be true everyone has insecure moments but you can talk your way through those and i think when you hit that wall and that that pit of depression you have a really hard time convincing yourself otherwise and it really it it haunts you um full transparency there was some suicidal ideation at one point during that time um and I, I started seeing a therapist who was awesome. Um, and, you know, little by little, each day, kind of crawling myself out of that. My wife was the most amazing support in the world. 
Um, and you know, just, I think the other piece of it, aside from friends, my wife, um, some close family, I think that other piece was, um, and I, I don't know if you remember this, but, um, you you approached me the one day and you said can i see you for a second and you pulled me in here and you said are you okay like how are you like you knew i don't know if you remember this i just then i just you know at that one moment when someone says are you okay <laughs> you just like oh, you just man. lose it <laughs> no i feel so bad that i don't remember that moment but but i know that um, you know, if I can toot my own horn for a moment, that's one of the things that I take pride in. That's it's, what I was going to say. Like, I, I have that uh, I, I empathy. Like, I can pick up on things, I think, more than more than the, yeah. the average, maybe. You're an empath. An empath. Is that what it's called? <laughs> yep. An empath? An empath. <laughs> an empath. <laughs> right. uh, but, yeah, I, I so vaguely remember that moment, but c- continue. So, sure. So what, so what happened? Um... No, and I, and I told you, like, I, at that moment, I was, no, I'm not, and I really need to be here. And I remember saying, like, please check in on me. Like, if you see me not show up for a week, text me, or, you know, like, I just, I need that accountability because I know being here, working out, being around people um, was really good for me. And I, and I knew that it just, you know, sometimes that motivation when you're struggling to get out of that cycle, you, that motivation isn't always that there, but, um, and you did, uh, I think you did. And I think, um, I think Alicia at one time, like text me like, Hey Chris, how you doing? You're going to be in this week. Like, um, and it wasn't all the time. I think it was for those next few weeks that helped me get here for the standard amount of time that I I'm scheduled to be here. And, um, thank God <laughs> it was good. Oh, but it speaks sense. volumes to the fact that, again, I think collectively as a group, you guys really take the time to get to know each and every one of your members. And beyond gains, beyond, you know, weight, like how much weight they can lift or whatever kind of physical measures, um, you guys are looking out for the full person. You can tell when something's wrong. You can tell if something's not okay. And you go that extra mile to check in. Um, and that spoke volumes. So thanks. Oh, man. Thank you. So bring us now to current day. So we went through these struggles and, and the priority of making sure that you're on top of your own mental health, because like you said, even if the physical health is there, the mental spiral is going to happen and sure. you're going to go down that path. And if you're someone who's, um, fallen to that path before, like it's likely going to happen. Yeah. Again. So Maybe, maybe, you know what, I actually want to take a different approach if you're open to this. So maybe for someone who's listening right now, what are some of those signs that we need to be aware of that they need to reach out to somebody, they need to talk to somebody, they need to put themselves on the radar of that close person? Like, what would you say as, you know, as a professional, what would you say to people? Um, So I would say, you know, a lot of times when you're getting into that moment, it's hard to notice it within yourself but a close family member or a very close friend who you trust, they should be, they'll be the first ones to let you know like something seems off. And um, my advice would be don't get defensive. Uh, don't blow it off. 
uh, take them from that place of like concern and care and talk to them about it. Maybe take that opportunity as that self-reflection moment to say, well, hang on a second. Is there some merit to what they're, what they're observing and why is that the case? And is it affecting my appetite? Is it affecting my sleep, affecting my sleep patterns? Um, is it affecting my work performance? Um, am I not finding joy in things that I usually find joy in? Um, those are, those are some of those red flags that if you're going through that for a consistent period of time, maybe worth, um, seeking professional help or, um, checking into some things that are going to help motivate you, make you feel good. So, and so for the people who are on the other end, who are noticing that about their friend or their family or their loved ones, that they're seeing these signs that you just described, what advice would you give those people? Um, if you're noticing it, they need you. So, um, you know, even if you're a little nervous about their reaction or if they'll get defensive, depending on how, who they are and how they are, uh, prepare for that. But, um, if they're displaying that pretty consistently, then they, they need you to speak up and say something for sure. Mm. They need you to do that. Mm-hmm. Do you hear that? They need you to do that. So you're doing this for them, even though they're not they may not welcome it at that time. They may get defensive. Yeah. They may feel that way. Um, I know that speaking from experience with Lynn and she won't, uh, you know, she's going to eventually come in here and have a conversation. So maybe it'll probably come out after you listen to this one, after this goes live, but Lynn's going to come in. We're going to do a podcast together, but we're going to talk about probably her own depression and her, uh, you know, um, what's the word? Uh, Postpartum, postpartum depression. Oh, Thank you. Yeah. I couldn't, yeah. it was like on the tip of my tongue, <laughs> but she suffered. And I remember her saying these things that were so scary and, um, threw up so many red flags. And I finally just said to her, like, you need to go talk to somebody else. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to help you, uh, in this moment, but I can help you by saying, I'll take care of everything else. Yeah. You go do that. Yeah. And because I said that little thing that she decided to take that next step, which was uncomfortable for her. And I'm, and I'm going to save it for that podcast. So make sure you stay tuned come back for that one <laughs> go for that. But, um, but yeah, I can speak from experience in being that on the other end of it. And then also as a coach here, we recognize the patterns of people all the time. And even though I don't remember the exact moments, I remember some of it and knowing that you seemed off. Yeah. And so everybody, when we pick it up, we mean the best and we, and so for family and friends who are listening, who want to say something, do it. You, Absolutely. If you're, if you value your friendship and you value your person and your, that person in your life, Absolutely. say something, do something, Absolutely. bring it up in a very nice way, a very calm way, calm and <laughs> respectful way. I think it's one of those things too that, you know, uh, I think from my perspective, I go years talking to, um, doing, doing therapy with kids and counts, high school counseling with, with students, talking them through you know, those signs and symptoms and, and next steps. And, um, you know, it's one thing to be able to counsel someone else, but then there, it's a different perspective when you have to turn that on yourself. Mm. Um, and sometimes, especially if you have people in your life that are, um, givers, they're in, uh, careers where they are, um, you know, servicing others, they might be the ones that you really, you know, that might have a hard time re- reflecting when them themselves need a support or need some additional support. 
because they're so used to doing. Yeah. So, and people in those careers. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I can speak from experience. I am in fitness. I can write a program. I can write a bomb fitness program, training program, whatever it might yeah. be, whether it's for running now, now, especially for running, running or powerlifting or strengthening or high, um, whatever it might be, bodybuilding. I can write those programs, but for every notch that I've had to be able to accomplish myself, I've had to reach out to someone else, mm-hmm. another professional to help me with that myself. Yeah. So it's not funny. You can do the, Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. I know all I know, but I only know as much as I know. Right. And so if I'm always the one who's doing that, if I need to serve myself, the best way to serve myself is with someone else. And so by getting someone else to help me. So even though I have a fitness background, even though I own a gym, even though I've been in the industry for more than a decade, yeah. I've still hired other coaches. I still, to this day, pay other coaches to coach me of how to do things within fitness. I yeah. still do because there's value in that. And Absolutely. there's, and if I think I know everything and the people around me know everything that I know, like, how am I going to grow? How am I going to improve oh, myself? Exactly. Growth mindset, right? Growth mindset. Yes. Yeah. So uh, this has been so good. I'm going to do a little commercial. Okay. In that, in that time, I want you to think about what you would say to maybe to, a, to the younger Kristen, maybe to someone who's going through those feelings right now, who's uh, struggling with the, depressive, the depression, maybe hardcore, they don't realize it, or maybe they are struggling with it and realize it, and they know they need to take action in some way. Mm-hmm. I want you to think about what you'd say to that person, and we're going to leave like the last two minutes to just go all out and say whatever you need to say to that person, okay? Okay. Cool. cool. In the meantime, if you're hanging out with us, hey, if you're on YouTube, hello, hi, thanks so much for hanging out with us. It's been so, it's been a pleasure having you here. Um, please make sure you click the subscribe button on our YouTube channel. Go down below, leave a comment because Kristen's awesome. We want to hear about Kristen and tell us about your struggles. I want to hear about what you've been going through. I want to get a conversation going so that we can know how to make sure we're serving you moving forward and getting that conversation rolling and also give us a thumbs up on the video. If you're listening to this on a podcast, whatever podcasting platform, Give us a five-star review. It's worth it. It's going to help us make sure that we're continuing to serve people that we can change lives in so many different ways. And if you don't think it's worth a five-stars, that's totally fine. Just send me an email, matt, M-A-T-T, at bentonbetter.com. Okay? Awesome. So, Kristen, <laughs> end this on a, on, a big, on a big high, on a big note. On a big note. So what I would tell my younger self, is that what you want me to reflect Sure. On? Yeah, your younger self or someone who was in that similar shoes or someone who's in right now maybe, your current self. Um, so someone who's in my shoes, someone who maybe was a little bit younger, I would say. Or older. Or older. Right? Or any, older. Any, any stage of life, but someone who's gone Actually, through what you're Actually, this is perfect. Any stage of life. Uh, remember to stay balanced. Um, balance is key when you are working toward any sort of success, you still have to maintain balance. So balance in all facets of your life, it is a mantra that I tell myself daily to stay balanced in everything that I do. Um, And be, it sounds so cliche, but be yourself. Don't be any other type of person that you think someone wants you to be. Don't go to any school that you think that someone wants you to go to. Don't go into a career because someone told you to. Be in touch with who you are and what you want because that ultimately is going to lead to not only success but to happiness um, and sustainability. So powerful. Is that good? That's good. It's <laughs> good. It's so good. It's so good. It's all good. And that's important. I think you've ended on such a powerful note for people to be yourself. 
for so long, I can even speak for myself, and we'll, and this will be another one to tune into later, my story, so the team's gonna interview me on a future podcast, but my story, oh, awesome. I went through hell, I went through a complete depressive state. There, you may not even believe this, but there were times where like I hated everything, mm-hmm. hated everything and everyone, I wanted nothing to do with anything and anyone. And, and like looking back now, I'm like, I can't even believe I had those thoughts and I felt that way. Right. Because it's nowhere near where I am now. And I mean it. Yeah. I don't, have, I don't think that way. Right. But it, but, it, but it was like almost a decade ago that it was that way. So. Do you feel like yes. you're in more control now? I'm in so much more control because I and choose to what, be in control. Yeah. Because I make that decision. Isn't that fascinating? I'm the only one who can decide <laughs> what I do, what happens yeah. in my life. That's it. No matter yeah. what. Yeah, the universe plays a part in that. But I'm the one who decides. Yeah. So. Be yourself. I think that's why it's so, I, like, I just want to be like, you know, I got you and hang on to, to teens and adolescents because they're in that, that phase where they can take so much control, but there's still things that have to be controlled for them. And I think that gets into like a really wishy-washy state for them or phase where it's hard to be yourself and it's hard to be your full authentic self when you're, when you're trying to and then you get you know, so control has a lot to do with it. And when you feel like you're really in control of your destiny, that's when you can really be your full self. That was good. That was, that was good. That was, that was it. That was the ending. (laughs) Thank you so much for hanging out with us on the better fitness proof podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you again next time. Bye. That was great, dude. Cool. (laughs) 